Good morning. How are we? Good, 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 good. Um, there's a bit of ringing going on. I'm quite loud, I think. Thank you, Cal. Cool. Uh, while we're in the middle of, uh, while we're in the middle, while we are honouring people and stepping into that some more as a family, I wanted to take a minute just to say thank you to John and Emily Davis, who are here. They are the people in the background who hold vision. They are key leaders for, for AV Sundays. They are an amazing couple. They're an amazing family. Numerous Sundays. Numerous Sundays. Numerous Sundays. And they are fantastic at what they do and everything. And they are beautiful family and it's an absolute pleasure that I get to spend time with them and yeah they are wonderful people and so if you if you see them when you're leaving or going around at all give them a big hug they'll both love that very much (laughs) and say thank you because they are awesome and we love them and yeah I don't know if John's in there I can see Emily but I don't know if John's in here at the moment he's probably upstairs making drinks for the kids team they are so servant-hearted it's an absolute pleasure to do life with them and it's awesome cool You have joined us in the middle of our culture adventure. Um, We, um, in this this phase at the moment where we're becoming Numa Church, we've transitioned into Numa Church, but now we're we're in a time where we feel God is shaping us, molding us as we're becoming all that he has planned as we've pulled that jigsaw piece out of the the puzzle and he's shaping it and molding it into something new, something amazing and something exciting. And part of the way we're expressing what that's like is by talking about our culture. And we are on this adventure together. We have our culture journals. I don't have one up here with me, which are still available. They are, if you want one, come and chat to me. Um, I would love to get one in your hand. We have um, 11 culture statements. And these journals are fantastic bits of, of fantastic things. They, there are Bible verses in there linking to why we're using the phrases that we're doing, what we feel God is saying. And there's space in there for you to write in, say what that means for you. And you can get together with people as well in groups. And I would recommend definitely that you grab, your, grab a culture journal and find someone to go through it with together. Whether that's that we have groups running, if you just want to grab a friend and sit down with them and talk about it with them, just to find out what it means to unpack it for you in your life, you can grab it and go, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me through these statements? And yeah, we we want it to become more than just words on a page in a book, but something that is ingrained in us and lives in us um, and we live out. So today... You might have got a bit confused with all of the timings if you're paying any attention at all. The last two weeks, we talked about number six, Numa Church's family. So in complete, um, um, in complete order of numbers, which we obviously fully understand, I'm going back to number five today, which was missed. So God has placed to bring life where we are. And I just wanted to... Um, do I want to do that? Very quickly... Vicky and I do uh, the crossword in the, sun, in the Saturday Times every week, and, which is, of course, the thing we do together. How romantic. But there was a clue this week that neither of us knew the answer to, and I had to Google it, admittedly. But I wonder, just, I'm going to stick it up on the screen right now, and if you know the word, just chat to your neighbour next to you, and I wonder how many of you actually know the answer to this. So it's going to come up. Those are the letters we had in it. 
Uh, this was the clue. So quickly chat to your neighbour now and see what you think that word could be. Jan knows it. I've got some hands up. Got some hands up around the room. Right. How much, put your hand up if you know it. Oh, yes. So, yeah, we do. We need help with the crossword. I know who to call. Thank you very much. That was the whole point of that exercise. That's nice. Um, so the word is milieu. Yeah. So I googled this word because I had no idea what it meant. And your milieu is where you find yourself. It's your social environment, your neighbourhood, your workplace, the school gate, for instance, and in your environment. And in psychology and in psychological terms, your milieu is the atmosphere and character of where you find yourself. And it has an effect on your personality and adjustment of an individual. And there's actually something called, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, milieu therapy, which incorporates looking at how we behave in certain situations, like how we, what we're doing when we're bathing, when we're eating, when we wake up in the mornings. And social workers and therapists can help people with mental health issues through addressing issues and using these activities as opportunities to promote positive change in people's lives. It's called it's called milieu therapy. And I think this was really interesting to me because as we're talking about God has placed us to bring life where we are, that's effectively saying God has placed us to bring life into our milieu, into our environment, into where we find ourselves. And rather than that having an effect on us, we can have an effect on that and we can bring the Holy Spirit into that, which I think is awesome and exciting. So what kind of life can we bring? We talk about, um, if you've been around here any, dis, any amount of time, you've heard us talk about John 10.10, 10, which is from, uh, Jesus says, the thief has come to steal and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. What does that life look like that we're bringing into our milieu, into our social environments? And when we talk about that abundant life, I had a conversation with Vic yesterday a bit about this as we were walking yesterday evening. And for me, it's about knowing entirely that Jesus is beautiful. He is a life bringer. And the life of someone who knows him and who knows the love of the Father isn't boring or drab. It's exciting. Every day, we get to celebrate God's goodness over our lives. We enjoy everything that he gives to us, and we see the goodness and draw that out. We can be grateful for what he, what he sees, what he does for us, and who we are because of that. Life is where we see fullness of all of God is in situations, and we choose to do that. Whether that's seeing the sense of humor that God has, or we have a laughter, joy, happiness, peace, patience, kindness, all of that stuff. And that's where we see life in situations. But sometimes we need to choose to see it. 
But as we step into our environments, into our workplaces, into our homes, into our neighborhoods, at the school gate, wherever, we can bring that life with us. And that we have to make a choice to step into that and to bring that life with us for those of us that, that know him. And if we know Jesus and we're in love with him, then what an awesome opportunity it is to tell other people about that and to show other people what that looks like. Right, I'd love for you to stand again quickly. I'm just going to read the culture statements out as we step into this some more. They are going to come up on the screen as well. God has placed us to bring life where we are. So 5A, we are unapologetically passionate about loving Ashford and beyond. We are relentlessly outward focused and this is reflected in how we spend our time, energy and money. We believe God has given us a mandate to expand his influence within family, community, online spaces, and society. We believe that it's not about loving a place, but loving where you've been placed, recognizing that this encompasses our neighborhoods, workplaces, social spaces, and more. We look to bring glory to God as we release design, innovation, creative solutions, and beauty into the world. Amen. Sit down. Thank you. Wow. God has placed us to bring life where we are. Now, Paul talks about this in Romans. And in Romans 12, he says, he writes in his letter, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Now, I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, it's in, in pure grace. It's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing the goodness of God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. Not by what we are and what we do for him. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are or what we do for him. So in terms of God placing us to bring life where we are, this isn't about what we have to do. 
This is about us fully reflecting the glory and the goodness of everything that God shines on us and God releases in us when we get to know him, when we give our yes to him. He draws you into relationship with him because he adores you. And when we do that, we have a light shining on the inside of us that is to be reflected out. It's the natural cause of that. God is inviting you as he draws you into himself, into his arms as a father, to shine your light, to shine his light through you and his love around everywhere you go, changing the world around you as you go. And God didn't draw you into a relationship with him so that you could sit here on a Sunday morning and do church. God didn't draw you here so you could turn up here on a Sunday morning, see some friends and not go out and take that out again. True transformation doesn't come just in this building on a, on a Sunday. It can do, and it has done. We've got stories of people meeting Jesus in ways that they haven't before. But so much more of that happens as we step out of this building, as we go into our spaces, into the places God has called us to be and God, God has invited us into. I hope James doesn't mind me saying this, but I remember the first time I met him, which wasn't in this building at all. It was at the town centre at the bandstand. It was four years ago, I think, today. Oh, this month, not today, this month. As part of Thousand Hours, Liz Thatcher and I sat down and chatted and prayed with James at that point. And four years down the line, he's here now and he's in this building now. But that first encounter didn't come in this building. It came out in the town centre as we took God out into the community. I, um, this week, God showed me a picture of a dusty old loft. And in that loft, in the middle of the, the space, there was nothing else in this space but a pile of what looked like blankets and duvets covering something up. And then I saw a light shine in through, the, through like a, a, a window, a Velux window in the loft. And this, underneath this blanket and these duvets lit up. But it was, the light inside it was muffled, was, was covered. It couldn't shine fully, the, the beauty, the, 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 the brightness of it. You couldn't quite see it. You could kind of sense that on the inside was this massively bright light. But it was being covered by all the blankets and all the duvets that were covering this up. And as I pulled back the blankets and the duvets, the light shone brighter and brighter out of this, this, this thing in the middle. And it was a mirror underneath. So God shines in us the fullness of his glory when we say our yes to him, the fullness of his goodness. But I wonder if there's something in us that we need to remove the veils and the duvets and the things that cover the light that shines. Whether it's a fear of man or what people think about it, whether it's a feeling of inadequacy, whether it's a, a feeling of not understanding or not fully knowing who God is. Whatever that is, I think God wants to draw those veils and those blankets and everything off of us so that we fully reflect the glory that he shines out of us, the goodness 
that she, he shines out of us. You see, you were born to bring light and life where you go and where you step. And there's invitation day after day after day as you step out of your home, as you interact with your neighbours, as you interact with your work colleagues to shine the light that he's put into you. So I want to ask you this morning, what would it look like if every day you, you started with a prayer as you walked out the door that says, God, shine your light through me today. Where do you want me to shine your light today? Where do you want me to reflect your goodness and the glory of all you are? Where do you want your power and your presence to resonate as I walk around and change the spaces that I walk into? Is that something that you could pray when you step out of the door in the morning as you go into the situations that God has placed you into? The atmosphere changes because you go there. Your milieu changes because you walk into that space. If we've said our yes to him and we carry that light, that shining light and reflect that out. It's amazing. You see um, footballers especially or other sports people so footballers, they score a goal, rip off a shirt or like it says uh, Jesus on it or something like that or they'll kiss a cross or whatever or like point to heaven. God's done this. What would it look like if, I, if you nailed a spreadsheet at work tomorrow and you held your laptop up in the air <laughs> and go, yes, the glory of God comes through this? What would it look like if the child in your class finally understood the diphthongs, I think they're called, aren't they? Or finally got that right and you go, yes, Jesus, the glory of God is you because you've given me the ability to teach that. I don't know if I'm giving my age away, but I refer to Annie the Apple and Harry the Hairy Hat Man, bring back Letterland and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what a diphthong is anymore, but yeah. I just, there was a word I heard about. It's all good. But what if you're a dentist and you finish like doing a a filling in someone and you hold the drill up and go, this is to the glory of God, this filling. (laughs) What if we could do that and use that to reflect his glory and show, bring life in those situations? Go and be whatever it is that you are. A nursery nurse, a teacher, a dentist, a doctor, a social worker, an IT technician, an accountant even, an estate agent. Sorry, that was a bit harsh. Go and be the best version of that you can be as you shine the glory of everything Jesus has put inside you into the spaces that you go and into your workplace. Let's celebrate God's glory as we celebrate all that he's done in us and all of the the creativity that he's done in us. There are places in your workplace where there are problems that God wants to reveal his creative solutions through you. God wants to reveal his mind and his solutions. There's supernatural thinking. There's creativity that goes on. Look at the world around us. The ultimate creator is there, ready for us to speak to. And he's got creative solutions that you can bring to situations. I heard a story this week of a guy who um, worked in um, a profession kind of designing medical equipment. And God gave him a dream of um, uh, effectively a, a machine that could notice the effects of um, stroke victims. 
and see the effects of it. And he went away and he built and designed this machine. Because if, if you catch the, the symptoms of a stroke within the early stages, the, the longer-lasting effects are a lot less. Again, I'm not a medic, so I don't know all of the ins and outs of this. But the guy who was able to pinpoint exactly what those uh, symptoms were and, and look for the, the, those and to help kind of limit the effects, longer-term effects of strokes was a Christian guy, and God gave him a dream about that that machine, about that bit of work that did that. Which is an amazing story. And he designed that and was able to build it. And it's having effect these days. It's very much cut short because of time. But God gives us creative solutions to problems that we, that we face up to. So what creative solutions can you go after in your workplace, where you find yourself? Solutions to situations where you can see the Holy Spirit hovering and then speak, speak word into it. That you see the Holy Spirit hovering over a single person and you can go and speak life to that person. You can go and speak positive, whatever God's saying to them, speak love over them. We had a um, uh, Virgin Media internet installed. We now get up to the lofty heights of 100, um, 100 gig of internet speed, which is unknown in our street. We were at about 15, so this is revolutionary this week. <laughs> but the, the technician came to our house, and he was kind of working away. I was sat in the dining room, and then I just went through to see how he was doing, and he started, started chatting. And it ended up him explaining to me about anxiety he was feeling that he'd, he'd served in Northern Ireland and he was suffering quite badly from anxiety as a result of that encounter. And a couple of weeks ago, he'd had, like he, he said, basically he described it that he'd, been he'd got in his van after doing a job and been unable to drive away. And as he shared that with me, I felt like a little nudge going, go on, this is your opportunity. And I was able to pray for him there and there in, in, in my home, just as he was working. I, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that it had a massive impact and he's suddenly given his life to Jesus and he's here today, but, because he's not. But just the op taking the opportunity to show him life and light in that situation was an honor and a privilege. So we get to see the Holy Spirit hovering over a situation and be able to speak into it. What a wonderful thing that is. And we want to give as many people as possible opportunity to encounter the love of a father. So we want to give as many people as possible the opportunity to encounter the Holy Spirit and, the power and his power and his presence. So he points them to Jesus who is the way to the Father. And there is life that comes with that. Life in all its fullness. And as we were worshipping, Bex came up and shared about what happened on Wednesday evening, and I just want to um, step into that a little bit more now. As she mentioned, a transaction that happens, and I think sometimes we need to give of ourselves, we need to remove the veils, and we need to say, Jesus, I am here, I have, here's all of me, I give it for all of you, as you've given it to me. And we need to step into more and more and more opportunities to completely give of ourselves and come to him and surrender with open hearts, 
And then I reckon the lights might be turned on for us to see what's going on around us a bit more. As we can move in his power and his presence and settle for nothing less than that. It's been a bit of a whistle-stop tour in the time I had, but if you could stand up with me now. This morning for me is a moment of commission for some of us, or for all of us, but I felt God quite clearly speak to me about this morning about this being a moment of commission, a moment of being sent out into Ashford, into the places where we find ourselves working, into our milieu. as we choose to come to him with hearts completely open and be surrendered. We're being invited to grasp a moment, to accept invitation, to bring life where we go, wherever God has placed us to be. It's no accident that you have been placed in the workplace or in the neighborhood, in the street, at the school gate that you're in. Paul writes in Philippians, to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. So I want to encourage you to run into the abundance of all that he has for you. Let's be people that run into the abundance of all that he has for us and shine the light as we go about doing that. So where you are in your seats right now, I want to encourage you to turn around, to face out of this building. That is where transformation can happen. That is where we are called to be. Those are the places we're going to walk into, we're going to go to. Picture them in your head. Where are you going this week? Where are you going tomorrow? And how are you going to run into the abundance of all that Jesus has for you and the people around you in that space? I just encourage you to put your hands out in front of you, up, uh, receive whatever you want that to look like. Holy Spirit, show us. Open our hearts and our eyes to what you're doing, where you're going, how you're moving through this this amazing city that we love. As we go about our day-to-day, that we would truly reflect all that you are calling us into, the glory, the goodness of all that you are, Father God. Holy Spirit, come, fall right now. Equip us, anoint us. Send us out in your name. Send us out in your name that we can declare the name of Jesus over every situation that we've come across. That we would see healing, your power, your presence come across Ashford and beyond as well. And we bring that.
You bring that through us. We get to collaborate, co-labor with you as we go about that. And we, re- we run with passion into the abundance of all that you have for us. Not because of what we need to do, but because of what you're inviting us to do because we love you and we want to shine the light, your goodness and everything that you impart in us out. Help us to speak words into where we see your spirit hovering. Show us those moments. Keep our eyes open to those moments and our hearts open to those moments. God, you have placed us to bring life where we are, and we want to do that. Holy Spirit, come. For some of you, God is putting pictures of people or places on your mind and in your, on your, yeah, showing you people and places right now. I think those are the places that he's inviting or the people he's inviting you to interact with this, this, this coming week, over these next few days. Carry boldness with you to go and speak into those situations in those places, to have conversations with those people. Yeah. He's commissioning us, he's sending us out. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember you're loved.